Money FM 89.3, the best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. I'm Michelle Martin. Good morning. This is your special solo edition of Market View. I am all yours today. Ryan Huang is on leave. Once again, a lot of corporate earnings to process with you this morning. I thought we'd start the day with the economy. And I have a question for China. If you don't talk about a problem, does it cease to exist? You see, Beijing has decided to stop releasing unemployment figures for urban youth. In June, the unemployment rate among 16 to 24-year-olds in urban areas topped 21%. And analysts expect it rose even higher in July, but we won't know for sure because, like I said, Beijing has decided to stop releasing the data. China did report some other economic figures yesterday, and the numbers are good. Not so. Not good. Retail sales and industrial production both came in below expectations for the month of July. And property investments are off more than 8% since the beginning of the year. The poor numbers led China's central bank to unexpectedly cut interest rates. That is the exact opposite of what we're seeing in the U.S. and Europe, where the Fed and the ECB have been raising rates. The Chinese yen dropped to a nine-month low on the news, and it's currently trading around 7.28 to the U.S. dollar. Shares in Hong Kong and the mainland Chinese markets finished lower as well. Now, it's a very different picture over in Japan, where the economy grew at 6% during the second quarter of the year. That is the third straight quarter of growth for Japan. And its economy is now back to its pre-pandemic size. Now, if you look a little closer, though, the domestic consumption is not very strong. Instead, tourism is what is driving Japan's economy. So should you invest in Japan? Did a show on it a couple of days back. You can check it out on Your Money, the podcast that you want, is on Spotify as a playlist, Your Money, all right? Also on audio. All the same, if I asked you at the beginning of the year which economy would be growing faster now, China or Japan, I doubt you would have said Japan. Come on, be honest. At the beginning of the year, there was a lot of optimism surrounding China's post-COVID rebound, right? And while Japan's economy was improving, it certainly wasn't booming. Yet, if you're looking to bank on Japan's recovery, keep in mind that Warren Buffett is bullish on Japanese stocks and the Nikkei is up 23% since the beginning of the year. I want to turn now to the U.S. economy. There are two economic stats I think are worth looking at today. Uh, retail sales and home builder sentiment. One of these is up and the other is down. You want to think about that. Which do you think is up or down? Interest rates have been rising in the U.S., which means that mortgages are getting more expensive to service, which in turn has dampened new home sales. Now, rising costs are also leading U.S. consumers to just avoid all those big purchases, right? So, yes, home builder sentiment in the U.S. is down, even if Warren Buffett is increasing his stake in home building companies like D.R. Horton. According to the latest figures from the U.S. National Association, Association of Home Builders and the Wells Fargo Housing Market Index, builder sentiment fell six points in August to its lowest level in several months. What about retail sales? Well, let's just say that Amazon Prime Day has delivered. U.S. retail sales jumped 0.7% in July, above expectations, the biggest increase in six months. These strong sales numbers will add to the current market narrative that the U.S. Federal Reserve may be able to engineer a soft landing and keep the U.S. economy from falling into recession. However, bears may be concerned that these strong sales numbers are going to lead the Fed to keep rates higher for longer. There's just no way to please everyone, is there? Let's take a look at U.S. U.S. markets now, 
where concerns about China's economy were front and centre overnight. Worries about potential knock-on effects from China's slowdown outweighed any positive news on the US economic front. The Nasdaq, Dow, S&P 500, they all finished down more than 1%. The S&P 500 is also flashing a warning sign that more losses could be ahead. The index finished below its 50-day moving average for the first time since March. This is an indication that momentum is currently with the bears. It is worth pointing out that oil prices are falling as well. Traders are looking at those Chinese economic numbers, seeing lower global demand. Brent crude currently trading around 86 US dollars a barrel. Let's look at West Texas crude at $81. Now, energy companies like ExxonMobil were among the biggest losers among the S&P 500 constituents overnight. All right, it's time for corporate news. And let's do it up or down style. I'll name a company. We all figure out which way it's moving. Is it up? Is it down? You're going to play along, I hope. Compare your answers to mine. I want to start with uh, C Limited. Now, this is the company that owns the online retail platform, Shopee. Uh, they also own C Limited. They own the games developer Garena. You recall that C is headquartered right here in Singapore. It is listed in the US. So, what do you think? Is C's business up or is it down? Well, Forrest Lee's company is making money. It netted more than 330 million US dollars during the second quarter of the year. That is its third straight quarter in the black, thanks largely to cost-cutting measures. But C's numbers have come in well below expectations. That led to a sell-off in C shares overnight. They finished down nearly 30%. Next up, I want to talk about the Franken Group, the Singapore-listed tech company. The Franken Group's profits plunge more than 50% during the first half of the year. Now, this is on the back of rising finance costs and lower revenues, but analysts are forecasting there could be better days ahead for Franken. UOB Kehien has upgraded its call on Franken to a buy, raise its target price for the stock to $1. Franken shares surge on the news, rising 14% yesterday. They close at 93.5 cents a share, so there is still some potential upside based on UBK Hien's target price for the stock. Next up, the baggage handling and airline catering company, SATS. What do you think? Is that an up or a down? It's a pretty tricky one, I think, because, you know, airline travel is up, so that should be good for a SATS business, right? But if you recall, it did acquire another company, WFS, or Worldwide Flight Services, just earlier this year. And that acquisition is proving to be costly for SATs, at least in the short term. The costs related to the merger have pushed SATs into the red. It lost nearly $30 million in the three months from April to June. That is a down for SATs. Next, let's look at Carlsberg. Carlsberg is reporting solid business for the first six months of the year. It is raising its profit guidance for the full year. The Copenhagen-based company is the world's third biggest beer brewer and it now expects its profits to grow as much as 7%. So cheers and that is definitely an up for Carlsberg. Finally, let's look at the US retailer Home Depot. Now analysts and traders are keeping a close eye on big box stores like Home Depot. So what do you think? Is its business growing? Is it shrinking? Well, if you look at the headlines, that is almost a trick question. Home Depot's latest profit numbers have come in above expectations, but I have to say the bar was set pretty low to begin with. Home Depot's sales actually declined during the last quarter. It seems that many U.S. consumers are still holding off on buying big-ticket items.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.